in a world in crisis. Can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. Welcome to a show called Hakes, a podcast in which we explore love, hakes, and everything in between in search of greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. You see, you were posing there with like your mouth kind of just absolutely just like it like a dog's ass, just kind of like yeah. really puckered up. That's what I was going for, actually. Well, I couldn't tell if you had a mouth a mouthful of beer. I did, or, yeah, or just or just hot air. But, it, no, but no, it was beer. Well, it's, it was a it was a winning combination of the two, actually. And with, and way, with your new like hairstyle, it was a a wonderful impression very, of a testicle. It's very generous of you to call it a hairstyle. <laughs> well, Nick, is the Hello. absence is the absence of art also art? No, no. no. Okay, no. well, <laughs> is, the cor- is the correct answer, or is it? <laughs> yes. You see, your your recent sudden striking lack of hair mm, i am i am emboldened for the, <laughs> for the benefit of the listener well you've now you've now made our hair so much more striking by comparison yeah. we look yeah. amazing now i look like i look like i've just been free from the matrix that yes That's actually true. Yeah. you do yeah that's and a very you, generous way of saying you're bald yeah. yeah and you turning up naked and covered in slime is appreciated as yeah. well I mean, that's, that's normally. I, I, I wanted. I wanted to go full, you know, cosplay for you. That's. I mean, that's normal for you. But normally, you have hair, and normally and have hair, and the hair just really gets selling. in the way. That's the yeah, problem. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you bonus points for actually using the word cosplay correctly in a sentence. Well, I, I, I had to. Th- I had to think about it. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has ever cosplayed as just woken up Neo, and basically they just got a load of like radox. <laughs> they, mu- they must have. Gel. Surely. They surely just got a load of like peach flavored radox shower gel. <laughs> They just oh, doused no. their body in it, stuck a few little, uh, little I don't know, like like the feet on the bottom of chair legs, just stuck those all over their body yeah. to be those little nice. plugs, and then shaved their head, doused in Radox, straight to the convention floor, butt naked, just like living the dream. You've just, you've out of like the depths of my memory, you've just <laughs> dug up something which I think I'd completely forgotten about. Do you remember that craze for like shower gel that had like rough bits in it oh yeah exfoliating spheres or something oh yeah yeah, yeah i do what's that I was thinking, when you were saying that i was thinking about goldschlager if i'm honest oh yeah yeah it's like the goldschlager of that was, shower gel it was the it was the vodka that came with little flakes of gold or something in it yeah yeah so what the logic being that links shower gel with beads in it was yeah. essentially the same. Like it lacerates the skin. Yeah. So and, you uh, smell better for longer. Yeah. It, it, the smell is in you now. Mm. I feel Goldschlager was bullshitting. To be honest. Yeah. It was. Gold, it, yeah. was a, it was a nice gimmick. It was an, an, an expensive at, gimmick. You'd imagine an yeah. attempt at decadence. But although it was expensive, it wasn't like impossible to buy. Like I remember. I, I remember, I remember the first student. time I had Goldschlager. I must have been probably eighteen, and I, I remember saying to someone, "It's not going to hurt, is it?" <laughs> It's not going to hurt me. I, yeah, you, it's yeah. funny. You mentioned like when you were 18, I remember, and your recent haircut. 
Yeah, well, that like, was the last time I had hair like this. Oh. I, used to, I, I used to cut my hair like this all the time. Did you ever cut it that short? I, I cu- a couple of times. A couple of times I did, yeah. Because I can't... I remember you having like pretty short hair at times in your life, but yeah. this, this this is quite striking. I but this this is I mean I'm 34 now, and it's certainly not been like this since I went to university when I was 18. So what we're seeing here is what looks like a five o'clock shadow on your head. Yeah, and you're saying that's two days of growth from when you yeah. actually did it on Tuesday. That's so correct. So when you did it, was your whole head a pink orb? Ish, yeah. It was it was a very tiny amount of hair on it, but okay. it grows. My hair does grow pretty quickly. Right, thankfully, because it does look fucking awful. It is, it is, it is like you're wearing a, like um, like a piece of like Hollywood latex. It's like you're kind of <laughs> thank you. It's it's like you're. It's not a compliment. But behind oh. the scenes footage on the DVD, <laughs> yeah, it's mm. like Star Wars behind the scenes, and this is when they're talking to an actor who's halfway between being transformed into like yeah. Klubu Ginax. I love that guy. I love that. I love that guy. Oh, oh, yeah. But he's, he's, Ma- he's Max. Re- he's Max Rebo's understudy. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna that's let star, that. That's a Star Wars reference. Cheers. I'm gonna let that fly over my head. Klubu um, Ginax is one of the best. I think you've you've really nailed the naming yeah. convention of Star Wars. There. <laughs> yeah. But they are though, aren't they? It's like you could the name. Put... It, the, the names in Star Wars are just nonsense words put together to form. Two nonsense words. Because you could pull yeah, any like Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. You could pull any collection of random syllables out of your ass and make yeah. a fake name. But at gunpoint, we could all just come up with a Star Wars name. Oh right yeah. Now. yeah. Oh sure. It's sure. random, but it's random in a particular in yeah. a particular way. Muku Ganga. Yeah, there you that's, go. That's pretty to, good. You have to say it in that sort of like do 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 sort of tonality, and then it sounds like a Star Wars name. I feel the problem is with that in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> here we here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm here gonna educate go. you now. <coughs> like you so say, as you say, you've got all these weird Star Wars names, and then in Attack of the Clones, Yoda's taking a class of young Jedi, and Obi Wan <laughs> interrupts him to um to ask him about uh, the missing star yep. system around Kami- where it turns out Camino is ah, and, right. he, and he go- and he says to one of the younglings I'll oh, get the shade so we can look at this presentation from Obi-Wan right and he, go- he goes you're expecting him to say some sort of weird alien and he, he just goes Liam the shades <laughs> and that's it's like no that's he does where do- he does where does Liam come from <laughs> that's a lie it's not a lie look there, it up there's no character in Star Wars called God, Liam his name, his, na- his name was Liam I'm not but this joking. is the thing this is I've thought about this before with Luke Skywalker. His first name is a Luke. We have all of these wacky names in yeah. the Star Wars universe, and Skywalker takes a lot of the light of, of, of that and makes him sound like he's got a wacky name. But his name is just Luke. His name is Luke. Mm. We've got Leia. We've got Han. We've got Gribu Zandax. You know, and then we've got Luke. And so Liam. I mean, as weird as it sounds in the context of that universe, there's a precedent. There's a Luke. I mean, his, na- his surname is probably like Hufflebutt or something, <laughs> something mental. <laughs> But like, but it's, I swear to you, 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 dear listener, go and look it up if you don't already know this, which some people I'm sure will. I bet Liam's got a whole series of novels. Like, <laughs> it's gonna the next, yeah, it's gonna be the next spin-off's gonna be Liam, a Star Wars story. <laughs> oh my god, I, Liam! Oh, uh, I just, yeah, I saw uh, somebody, uh, you know, uh, it's like an AA meeting. Uh, Hi everyone, my name's John. And for the duration of 2021, I've barely been on Twitter. Like, that's my big announcement. Like, I'm very proud of myself. Good for you. But I popped onto Twitter briefly yesterday, and I saw a post from someone who was like a 
semi-official Star Wars author. Okay. As which I guess it's like it's like saying you pay taxes. Like I, th- I think pretty much everyone has written a Star Wars novel. <laughs> like saying I once point. I once breathed in oxygen and exhaled carbon dioxide. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, and um, it was like you know the author of you know the rise of Kylo Ren or mm. and it just struck me that like taking a bullshit name from Star Wars and putting the rise of <laughs> in front of yeah it, it, it's like an ai came up with this stuff it's like that's that's not a real book even if you handed but me that is. book i would not believe it was a real book it's like it's like those those things people do with algorithms and it's um there was one it was louis theroux narrations and they put in every word louis theroux's ever said on the telly and they ran it through an algorithm and then came up with all these various narrations. And he ended up doing loads of them on Twitter, which is quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I do. I sometimes see like you'll see like a, a novel's won a prize, like uh, it's what it's won some you know literary prize or whatever. And then you check the title, and it's like you know the the Bride of Leia or whatever. And it's like, mm. oh, it's a Star Wars book. Oh, um, <laughs> it's not real. That's weird that it won an award though. <laughs> <laughs> like you they those those novels i've always just thought are just like they're kind of just churned out aren't they just to like give give the the hardcore fans just something more to read about it's correct it's me if i'm people, wrong it's but... to give people something to argue about on the internet oh cool, cool, cool. Uh, well yeah, actually, actually in the novelization of uh the the bride of chewbacca <laughs> um i think you'll actually find the wookiee's hair was 7.3 inches long and no longer but, and, and I don't know if that's I'm making that up. I don't know. Like I, I swear, I come swear, at, come at me, Wookie fans. <laughs> I swear, this isn't even my hate for the episode. I I just it really bugs me the endless kind of space filling nature of the Star Wars franchise. I, like Liam, like we joke about it. It's only a matter of time until there is a blood. The saga of Liam. Novel. Yeah, the rise of Liam. The rise of Liam. See, so, yeah, I'm going to drop some more knowledge on you. Here we go. Recently, you know the kids in Revenge of the Sith, it goes, Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? No. When does that happen? That happens when Anakin slaughters the children for no oh, reason. No, 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 no. The younglings. The, the younglings. Oh, the younglings. So you can't say slaughter children, can you? <laughs> um, anyway, so Anakin slaughters the children. So it's, yeah. the darkest, uh, it's the darkest of the trilogy. And, yeah, it's the darkest of the prequels. Um, so he's the kid that says that, and then Anakin goes... And kills him. And, and killed him. Okay. Off, off screen, obviously. obviously. Um, and yeah, they're, now, it, they're now interviewing that kid. That kid's been like interviewed recently. And he was like, oh yeah, uh, the reason we jumped in that scene is because Hayden Christensen said boo and we weren't expecting it. And it's like, wow, that's so fascinating. We've got to look behind the curtain. They are scraping the bottom so, of the barrel. So he, he, this, this kid is now being paid to be interviewed by media. And, and what he, he's and like he, And that's one of the now. worst delivered lines I've seen in any movie. <laughs> But that that's Liam, is it not? No, Liam Liam was a little shithead in the second one. Is Liam what? killed? Do we know that Liam is definitely killed by Anakin? I would imagine so, unless he is Grogu. But <laughs> but like it presumably it happened we didn't see Liam's body. I guess what I'm saying is is that I think this could be No, my... I am not sure there was I'm just not sure there was much call for that, was there? This could really? be my novel. I'm just saying this could be my one. I want this to be my novel, The Rise of Liam. You see, I admire your ambition. But you think you're thinking too small. Oh shit! You know, you say novel. I see young adult series. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Liam saga, the, the, the Liam, Liam Chronicles. 
Chronicles of Liam. The Liam. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I got that name right. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. I'm, I'm almost certain I, that's what he said. The Liam he certainly Chronicles. certainly said a general name. Subtitle. A st- right, I'm typing it a in A Star Wars exploitation. Look, there you go. There's... Liam, Liam has got an, his own Wikipedia page. No, he doesn't. Oh my yes, he does. God. And it's just called Liam. No. And the only thing we know about Liam is Here that is. Yoda told him to close the blinds. He's, he's, got his own, he's got his own biography. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't. Right, no, he doesn't. Here. Liam. Right, here we go. He's enabling the... this bullshit. So on, this isn't on, real. On Wikipedia, everyone has like a quote at the top. Great. Like to represent something about their character. And the quote <laughs> at the top of Liam's page is Liam, the shades. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it just makes sure that's uh, that's attributed to Yoda there. And it's, the description Good. is, Le- Liam was a force-sensitive human male Jedi youngling who trained in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant during the Separatist Crisis. He was trained by Yoda, the Grand Master of the Jedi Order. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh he closed God. the shakes once? He was, he was part of the Famously. Bear Clan, a class of younglings trained no. by Jedi Master Yoda. No, he During wasn't. a session no. in which the younglings trained to use a lightsaber, no. Jedi Knight Obi-Wan Kenobi inquired to Yoda regarding the location of the planet Kamino. You're still lying. Oh, why God, you why lying? would I make this up? Which he could not find in the Jedi archives. Kenobi displayed a map of the galaxy in the training room and Yoda requested that Liam lower the shades. <laughs> He did so, and the room darkened so oh. that could be viewed. Wow, Liam did that. Fuck that. Liam did it with his mind. So I'm not no, making that. I did. I did not misremember that, and I did not. Can we distress that Yoda, a Jedi Grandmaster, was incapable of closing the blinds yeah. with his amazing mind? He can manipulate the the world around him without interacting with it physically he can make things float and move with his mind and yet he couldn't i mean maybe he wanted to give liam something to do so next time you watch attack of the clones not that you would um just think about the sacrifices that liam ultimately made we never even see liam do we we don't know what liam do we actually like. see yes is we he, see him we is see he him. in shot He's in shot and he closes the shades. Wait, we there... actually see him close. We the see shades. him close the shades because you've got on to the fill Wikipedia the time up with something. On the Wikipedia article, is there a picture of him? There is, yeah. <laughs> and there's, actually, a... there's actually a YouTube clip that lasts two seconds, and it just says Liam the shades. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that this means... is great. This is his, great. Apparently, apparently, his name is a reference to Liam Neeson. Who portrayed the character Qui Gon Jinn? You may remember in the 1999 film Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom no, Menace. No, I'm sorry. Like making a movie two years later and just having a character with the same name as the actor. Yeah, like, that's not a callback. His like, hair, his hair color was brown. His eye color was brown, and he was born in in between the years 30 BBY and 26 BBY. That which of means course, nothing. Sta- what does BBY stand for? B- uh, big. Big Baby Yoda. No, incorrect. Oh. But a, but a good guess. Oh, no, thanks. Uh, it stands for Before the Battle of Yavin. Oh, uh, Yavin. I've heard what, of Yavin. What happened on Yavin? Yavin was the end of A New Hope. Why where, they, where they blew up the Death Star <laughs> as it was orbiting Yavin. That's Yavin. right. Yeah. Wait, so who started counting? Oh, I don't know. Don't start asking date. questions like that. Here's the thing, right? Liam, um, I imagine, on screen, probably is about six or seven pixels. Like, really, in the grand scheme of things. He's probably sure. very small in shot. How do they know his eye colour? <laughs> yeah, and also, oh, wait, knows, sorry. Who knows? Something is, someone's poured over the footage, the limited footage we have of Liam, <laughs> and and put that page together. Computer, Someone, enhance. Like, um, 
Wait, sorry. Wait, wait. When when did Liam live? What what was the date of his life? So he was born <laughs> either thirty years before the Battle of Yavin or twenty six years or somewhere in between that margin. Okay. And presu- presumably he died a couple of years later when Anakin killed all the children, younglings. So, okay. So how old how old do you reckon Liam was? I reckon in in this photo he's maybe eight or nine. Eight or nine. So does that somewhere. mean Luke Skywalker is meant to be like eighteen to? 22 or something at yeah luke in the in a new hope is about 21 i think okay a lot went downhill it all went to in shit 20 in galaxy, years really. didn't it yeah well the way oh don't let's not start this we'll, we'll be we'll be here all night i could honestly we could go on about this all night let's let's leave it at liam the shades and okay. move on okay. i don't what well, yeah and i just like i don't want to be it's like if you love it if you love it, I'm so happy for you. You know, if you feel compelled to go write the life story of Liam oh, I'm on, on a wiki page, like I'm so happy for you. Isn't it At amazing that I just mentioned, that Jen's mentioned this in passing and it's taken up 15 minutes of our lives. Welcome but, to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to a show called Hey. But, 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 I'm so, but the thing I just can't get over is like, <laughs> I, like as someone who has suffered for being a nerd in their life, mm. I still want to steal these people's lunches. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I just want to beat the shit out of them. And, and I don't know why. <laughs> and it's you're like, right to do so, John. It's like, it's like, it's like they're still further to fall, you know? And I, I think... When, Luckily, when you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you've been a sad nerd in your teenage years and you've been bullied, I think you see these people and you're like, finally, <laughs> this is my moment. <laughs> I have the higher ground, you might say. <laughs> I get that reference. Well, hey, uh, here we go. Oh, great stuff. Anyhow... Who? Who? Who's got a lot? Who's got a hate, rather? I've who's got, got, a got a hate? Nick's oh, got a hate. Nick's got a hate. Nick's I want to jump in here because because Chris mentioned algorithms earlier. I did. And, and my my hate relates to algorithms. So out, out there in the world, there is a website. And, and this website generates the most terrifying monsters that will haunt your dreams forever. And this website is called that... No, wait. Thispersondoesn'texist.com. Oh, oh no. I'm already right. scared. I don't yeah. like this. And what this is, if you load up that site, and I said I, I, I would encourage all of our listeners to at some point, maybe now or after the show, to load up thispersondoesn'texist.com, what they will see is a photo of a person. And to all intents and purposes, they look exactly like a real person that you might have seen a photo of. But what's key is that there's a clever AI algorithm thing that is scouring the internet, learning what human faces look like, and creating new people out of that data and that knowledge and that cleverness, right? And then it loads this photo. I say photo in inverted commas because this person appears that looks like a photo, but they're not real. That's not a photo of anyone. It, this, this AI has created it. Hence, this person doesn't exist.com. Mm. Now, that in itself is pretty cool. Uh, and at first, when I saw this and discovered this site, I was eagerly refreshing the page because all it does is just show a person. You have to so refresh it's just it to a picture see of just a person that doesn't exist. That's it. Just a person. Okay. But as you start to refresh the page and it loads them freshly, brand new for they you. They come to life. <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. Um, you start to realize that there are some very weird artifacts in some of these pictures. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Because the Uh-oh. AI the AI is oh, designed no. to create people's faces, but it doesn't really understand backgrounds or clothes. And so it treats those as a sort of secondary thing. Oh, it doesn't matter because all people are going to be looking at are the people's faces in the middle. But that's not true. <laughs> oh, no. Because sometimes okay. the, the pictures that it's using to build these new people that don't exist, some of these pictures it's calling on have other people in the background. 
And are they, those... Are they, re- are they real people? Well, you never... What it does is it sort of takes data and it sort of modges it into what it thinks might be the background for this new picture that it's creating. But the problem is, if it's pulling data from a picture that had people in the background, then those people get twisted horribly because the algorithm is only focusing on the face in the middle. It's not thinking about the background in the same way as a human face. So these people end up looking so horrifying that I actually start to feel sick. And I, that's, that is no word of an exaggeration. But do they, do they look like people or do they just look like monsters? They, they kind of... So there'll be an eye and there'll be a oh. mouth, but they won't necessarily be in the right place. Oh. And there'll be what looks like scar tissue running from a mouth up to an eye but, but up to presumably the that, but Presumably that's deliberate, though. No. This is accidental because the, the algorithm is oh. only focusing on the face in the middle to trying to create this, like person that doesn't exist gimmick which is kind of cool and it does a really good job of the face in the middle of the frame but all around the edge because it's treating that as background if it's pulling data for the background that's got people in it it modges those people up because it doesn't understand that they're people and they get horrifyingly distorted and it's honestly i cannot stress enough how terrifying it is and what's the scariest thing is that inevitably when you load this person doesn't exist.com for the first time you'll probably see a fairly normal person and it will take a few refreshes before people mm. in the background start to appear. Oh, and, God. Uh, and, then, and then, yeah, your dreams are fucked, basically, for, forever. See, I'm compelled to look at this now, but I, I mustn't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you must... Yeah, oh, God, yeah. It's funny, even just, like, the way you're describing it is creeping me out. Yeah. Like, I wonder yeah. if it's somehow scarier than the real thing at this point. It reminds me of... Do you remember those things where people was like, hey, hey... Look at this uh, picture of a room. I bet you can't see the ghost. And then you look and at then it, it would and go, you look staring, and then it goes, bah! and it's like, yeah. oh, why have you sent me that? Why you have fucker. you sent me that? Yeah, why'd you do that? And I regret, I regret punching them now. But this is <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing: is that I can't look away. Like um, I've I've collected a few of the worst, and Brilliant. depending on what you guys, I think, feel I, I feel like you've, we're gonna, you've we're saved gonna, them. We're gonna yeah. have to see some of these. I feel well. Like. Well, I haven't got them on me right now, sadly. I oh, can't oh sh- what a shame! I can't share them with you now. But what I thought I might do is share them on the show called Hate Page, and we can all enjoy them. Oh, know? wonderful! That sounds yeah. what a great idea. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they um, they they're the kind of things that you like. You look at, you go, oh, I never want to see anything like that ever again. And then, and then someone goes, oh, I've loaded another one. Oh, it's, this, is, this was happening with Ali. Ali was on the page earlier and she was just refreshing it. And she's like, oh no, there's another one. And I can't help but go and I have to go check this out and yeah, see how monstrous problem. this is. Yeah. I, it's funny you mentioned, maybe like um, there's something in the air right now because, mm. with like weird algorithmic. Apparently there is thing. literally something in the air, which is why we must all stay indoors. <laughs> But we fed a thousand viruses. Oh, you know, no. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I saw something today and it was uh, they trained an algorithm to recreate oil paintings. Oh, yes. So, I've seen some of these as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like you see it. And of course, it's a painting. So it's not trying to be a real life photo. No. But it was still creepy as hell. Yeah. Because it... it it, it looked like it had drawn a person, but it just got kind of like scrambled around the face. And it looked like a really good painting. Like if someone had painted that, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, that's a really Like an scary... abstract sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a really creepy, scary painting you've drawn. But of course it's not. It's just, it's a computer doing what but it presume, thinks is right. Presumably someone must have fed the algorithm and images slash yeah. pictures of people 
into this algorithm. So they must be partly responsible. <laughs> they're the least. people we can find and punch. Yeah, I they're guess. the people we can ultimately uh, try and uh, send down in court. Yeah. The, the weird the, thing is, is that it, it's, it's like, it is really, really good at faces. And by faces, I mean the point, like your eyebrows round to the, your bottom lip, that center section of a human head. It's really okay. good at that. And then when we go out from there, ears, ears are often a massive question mark with this. Sometimes it'll nail an ear. Sometimes an ear will look like a sort of hastily stitched wound, sure. um, which is honestly the best description I can come up with. Sometimes it looks like a boiled jackfruit. I like, yeah. I like that it's not even well stitched. It's no, hastily stitched. Hastily stitched. And then other times, like hairlines of people will be wild as fuck because obviously it's pulling on images. Some people have fringes. Some people have pulled back hair. Some people mm. have side partings. So it's trying to make an approximation out of those. And it doesn't understand the fact that people have hairlines and hairstyles. It's not that clever. So it just kind of creates this weird hairline. And sometimes there'll be like a bit of bald head that just goes way up onto their scalp, which doesn't make any sense at all. What's that like? Yeah, who'd know, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, can you imagine living like yeah. that? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be disgusting. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, it's unsettling, isn't it? It's very unsettling. And I guess it's that uncanny valley thing, isn't it? Like, we know faces so well that when we see a fucked face, it really, like, sets us off. Like, And I, I think I think I shared it privately, you know, because we, we talk occasionally. We occasionally, not, yeah, we do occasionally When we're not off, recording a show. Um, and some guy said, the fact that humans find the uncanny valley so unsettling suggests that there is an evolutionary advantage for humans being able to recognize something which is very nearly human oh my god yes. but isn't <laughs> what the fuck did we face in our past <laughs> elves man I'm <laughs> it's yeah. elves i mean that's a weird thing like there was a point in human history where homo sapiens coexisted with mm. other types of human like that's mad and we ate them we ate them all we probably did, yeah. Not Delicious. A good, not a good start to uh, the evolutionary high ground. <laughs> <laughs> but we also developed haikus, so I guess we kind of I guess it that all balances, balances out. out. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Now, Nick, as 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 an artist, as as a very you know talented artist. Oh, um, thanks, John. I can imagine that uh, having to come up with new and unique faces for characters is challenging. So sure. maybe like an AI doing some of the heavy lifting would be would be appreciated. Yeah, I suppose so. Like, I guess you could see it as um, a reference drawing from life, except for the fact that this isn't alive and shouldn't be alive. And I hate the fact that it looks like it's alive and I want it to be dead. <laughs> and you're referencing it like you're shaking and vomiting and shitting constantly. <laughs> but you have like two seconds of clarity to kind of learn something. I think the worst thing is that because these characters, characters, these these monsters, let's just call them what they are. These well, monsters, yeah. let's be they're always about it. they're always in the background because it's the background faces that it doesn't understand and it does it's treating like background and so it's creating this sort of modged face. And as a result, they look like they're peering over the shoulder of the the main person in the middle of the photo or peering from the edge of the frame. So you'll get half of a oh face, like just one eye, a bit of the nose and the mouth. But they're not in the right place. The mouth is too far down. The eye is bloodshot entirely. 
and the, the eyebrow is cutting into the flesh of the eye and it's like what what oh it's it's oh can it's the can bad. the person behind this not make adjustments or is the algorithm just so out of control now that it can't <laughs> be done well the point is it's meant to be automated you just kind of turn it on and let it let it go well if I someone if someone was manually curating that sound that sounds like a very dangerous game yeah I mean, you could. That's obviously these things have rules, which is how they're able to do what they can do well, as well as they do, because like they have these rules that they follow. And I feel like there should be a rule in there which is like, just fuck off with those <laughs> with those monster guys, though. That should be one of the little, just a bit of code, you know, just like you know, c colon forward slash, just fuck off, monsters. Yeah. But for example, is, but this is surely how the AI will learn. Like, if it just faxes out all the images that make people kind of cry, <laughs> or kind of like. <laughs> just uncontrollably shit themselves they... but it needs it needs a way like basically what this site needs is a way for me to tell the ai no you done goofed there so oh. so like they needs to be a i'm crying button on each image and when when one of these horrifying monsters is summoned into the background i can press the i'm <laughs> crying button and the ai goes oh i goofed here let's find out why and after a while it'll learn to not f- spawn the monsters yeah okay it's an it... interesting theory. <laughs> it's interesting because clearly, like, coming up with faces is genuinely very hard. Like, you know, mm. I, I uh, you know, uh, Nick, you'll probably appreciate this more than uh, Chris Ray. Thank you. Because um, I, I, imagine, I imagine Chris Ray's Instagram is nothing but wholesome memes about football. Whereas, um, um, yes. <laughs> I think about it, but yes. Whereas in... I, I, I've occasionally seen, I'm getting more of them now, little Instagram posts which are one slide art tips. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I get these, yeah. And they're yeah. so boiled down and simplistic that they're nigh on useless. Yeah. And this one was like, how to draw interesting faces. And okay. it's like, step one, and it's like, try altering the eyes, ears, mouth, and nose. That's oh, like wow. step one. That's radical. Oh, and if that doesn't work, step two, alter everything else. <laughs> like, or just start again. So basically, yeah. what you're saying is, if you want to create a face that looks like a different to the face that you've drawn before, try changing something. Change everything. Why Change not? everything. Yeah. Like, don't draw eyes. Yeah. That's your answer to everything. Yeah, that's your answer to everything. Um, yeah, I see those, and I get ones like I saw one the other day. I think it was today actually, and it was. Um, how to get elbows right? And there was like one drawing of a of a, an elbow, and it was like big red X, no. And then another drawing of an elbow, big green tick, yes. And I was like, the bad one's fine though. It's fine. Like to, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel here to try and find an art tip for me. But seriously, just it's fine. It's an elbow. It's fine. But they are like all of those art tips are very much like you know it's the old joke how to draw a person. Yeah. And it's like step one draw a vertical line and a horizontal line step two draw the person <laughs> yeah. you know it's it, um it's it's just useless i do so, feel yeah. most of these art tips are artists flexing that's literally all it is they want people to comment below <laughs> whoa you're so amazing at drawing elbows oh my god that's the only reason anyone does anything ever on social media though oh my god what an interesting point Oh, what a what a fantastic uh, poo! I don't know. I thought you were going to say that's the only reason artists do anything, and I was going to agree well, with you. Well, it's the yeah. only reason anyone does anything is for the the praise of their peers. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I do this podcast. It's true, actually. Yeah, me too. I don't let me know. Much, let me know when the praise begins. I yeah, that would be... it's been a, it's been a long, long haul. <laughs> 
I, I thinking back, I just remembered about a year ago there was some AI doing the rounds, and I've forgotten what it was because it was kind of cool. But it was uh, it was text based. Okay. You go to this like quite shitty looking website. There wasn't much kind of wasn't much kind of going on. Um, but you'd kind of um, you'd write a sentence in this little box, and right. then you press press the magic button, and it would continue. Ooh. Like it, it would continue writing, uh, in like the same style and theme. That's pretty so, radical. So I put in, for example, a uh, a classic, uh, a classic John Locke sentence, which is uh, bloody uh, long. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it was uh, Jack Fortune was a con artist who died and discovered an afterlife in chaos, and I I press it. And it generated like three or four paragraphs of kind of nonsense. Okay. But like it made sense, if you know what I mean. Were you concerned because it was better than the script you just written? <laughs> well, it wasn't bad. That that's that's a thing. Like it was it was passable. Yeah. It's very passable. And if they take one of these algorithms and they upload it into one of these Boston Dynamics sexy dancing robots they're building. Mm. You know, yeah, we're in, we're we're in real trouble. Then we're really screwed because the Boston Dynamics robots will load onto their face screens. They'll load a, a human face that, of a person that doesn't exist, and then I'll throw up the instant I see it. Yeah, and they'll have there, won. There is a. Oh, actually, no. Hang on, Chris. Chris. Uh, Chris Ray. Yes. You, you are. Uh, you're a man of man of the people. Yes, I'd say so. Uh, kind of salt <laughs> of the earth. Um, mm, mm. Basically, mm. you're my barometer. Or you know what the common man is 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 thinking at any yeah. one point. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, Let's go with that. How, how familiar are you, uh, Chris Ray, with uh, the concept of um, kind of Twitch and streaming? The fuck with... are you talking about, John? <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Well, no, I know. Whereas... I, I I I don't know what Twitch is. Honestly, I don't know what Twitch is. Okay. Well, okay. Whereas whereas in a previous age, um, you know, uh, younger folk would have been sent down the mine. Mm. Uh, you know, to 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 haul precious ores out of the earth and kill mm. um, yeah, Indeed, now nowadays um, they they go on Twitch, sure, and they uh, Twitch is a streaming service, a oh. live streaming service. How wonderful! And you might uh, film yourself playing a video game. Oh, for Jesus example. Christ! Which uh, <laughs> which you are quite good at, uh, and other and, people and... will watch you play it, and sometimes throw money at you. I'm yes, familiar and, uh, with the concept because I know that they do it um, for FIFA. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Got uh, a connection. So I'm, for, I'm, not, I'm not completely unfamiliar with the concept. I've never heard of Twitch. Okay, well... It's, I, it's, I, I, I understand what you're, you're referring okay, to. It's like so it's YouTube a, for streaming. It's sure. a platform that does just that, basically. I understand. So there's a new trend, Nick mm. might be aware of this, where you can get uh, like a program, like a, some bit of software... Which will, while you're filming yourself doing your thing, uh, it will superimpose uh, a cartoon character oh. over you. Why? Well, so that you in, look like the so you character. look like a cartoon character. Why? Well, no, that's no, no one's asking that question. No, which is that's why not we're the, here. No, what, get so out. It looks that's like, not, it looks not, like not, a cartoon <laughs> character is playing the video game. It kind of looks like there's yeah. a live. You're filming a cartoon character live, which in some respects is kind of remarkable, but it's also a way to maintain the person's anonymity and to have a well, sort of style. I've got a better look. way. I've got a better way to maintain your anonymity. Tell Don't me. Go on the fucking internet. 
Oh. I don't think that's really a concern. That's not an option here. No. People oh. want it. They want to be seen. They but want to be. They don't want to be seen, seen, but not seen. They don't want to be seen, but they do they want, want to be. They seen. want to be. Oh, I so I understand. Okay. Per- okay. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So so the idea when it began was, people like video games, right? Right. People yes, maybe don't apparently. have the time to play a lot of video games, but they yeah. enjoy that good feeling of when you'd have a few mates over and we'd mm. all sit down and play a video game together. Yes. I live alone. I can't do that. So why don't I watch someone else playing a video game? Hmm. And and you can chat. You know, you can go in. Okay, all right. Set... So there, there's a live like conversational. Element there's interactivity going on. Sure. Definitely, okay. yeah. And you know, uh, I, I, Lucy and I, we watch a lot of people doing it. It's surprisingly entertaining. Hmm. It's, See, it's I a... actually prefer because I can't play video games, as I may have mentioned before, on this podcast. I do quite enjoy watching other people play video games. There we go. Yes, indeed. There you go. See, ex- there's, but there's not someone I don't know. Oh. No, no, but you might though. You might end up, you know, the more you watch a person, you might come to know them, and you might. Consider well, them. all right. I accept. I accept the hypothesis. They okay. will often chat while they're playing. They might sort of talk about, you know, their thoughts and feelings and emotions. Okay. But then, uh, you know, and maybe Nick can back me up on this. There has been a developing trend over time mm. of. Like, I'm filming myself, and people seem to enjoy me kind of just being here. So I guess I'm going to just be a little sexy. Oh, God. Like yeah. like, like a modicum... What's a, what's a little sexy? Like maybe, as in, maybe as take in it's your not... top off. Well... What are we talking about here? Are we talking about du- <laughs> dudes or, or gals? Everyone, Both. everyone. Just young, young, beautiful people. Yeah. They'll maybe just, you know, flash a bit of skin... Or yeah, dress, it's a, not... dress a little suggest. They can't be outright, you know. They never cross that line because the problem they'd, be, they'd be kicked this, off the platform. The problem with this is, and here Tell we me. go. Tell me I'm going to learn you something big. Um, <laughs> there are places you can go for that kind of thing. What? There are like it's all about compartmentalizing the internet. You don't want to make everything the same. You don't want to make everything porn. Because eventually you'll be watching pornography and they're playing video games. And <laughs> well, that, and, and that's a side issue. That's a sidebar of pornography. But then you've got people playing video games and they do a little bit of pornography on the side. I would and wager everything, that's but everything becomes the same. That's the problem. You've got to compartmentalize. Whenever we talk, Chris Ray, and we try to explain some horrible new trend in 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 the internet, it's like uh, it's like uh, you're the child at the town hall meeting who stands mm. up and just says like some utter, just earth shattering truth, which just kind of like. Yeah silences the room i mean you're right chris ray it would be wrong for everything to just slowly become porn but it gra- it happens <laughs> gradually over time to the point where you don't really notice what's happening anymore yeah, i suppose yeah. so so now so on top of that where it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna tune in today and watch uh, my favorite streamer play fifa for example mm, sure you yeah. might also go there's always things where it's definitely not porn it's not porn it's not but porn. i might i might tune in today and watch somebody i don't know do something kind of wholesome, but also feels a little weird. It right. might be like, um, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tune in and watch somebody just shelling eggs, like doing nothing but shelling eggs. What on like, Twitch? Oh, you know, something weird like that. Like, it's not. There's nothing inherently wrong about it. That sounds, it just seems, that sounds like my idea of hell, actually. It just seems kind of weirdly odd that I'm watching someone just shell eggs, hard-boiled eggs, for like eight hours. Honestly, yeah. I can't stand that. I so d- now I've, I'm, I've already identified many times on this podcast that I do not like eggs. So now imagine on top of that, 
if it's, if it's all that eggshelling magic that you love, you mm. know, that you tune in and you pay big money for, big time. But now you've got an you've got an AI algorithm, which is copying pasting a sexy cartoon girl over the top of you, right? So that matches all your body movements perfectly. Sure, but do you give them permission to do that? You're doing it. Oh, you you you're in complete. But do I know? But I know. But do I know about the cartoon overlay? Yeah, you're. That's my point. Oh, I see. You're you're doing it. Yeah. Imagine it like a mask. Imagine like you're putting a mask on to play a character, but in this case, the mask is virtual and it only appears over your video output. And it's sexy. And it's a bit sexy. Yeah, it's a little sexy. sexy. Always walks that line. Not Not very sexy. sexy. Maybe there's a bit of cleavage. Maybe you got your peck out. Maybe one peck is out. Maybe, maybe two pecks are out. Yeah. That's the thing about being and in boy. three and in three years, where are, where will we be? Oh, it's a slippery slope for sure. But that's, I think the internet the is problem. a slippery slope. <laughs> I think we what? are halfway down that slope, and we yeah, are. Yeah, I, I, I feel like eventually we're just going to have to climb on board with all this. Well, it's yeah. like Nick. Nick, you know, Nick opened the door with his. These people do not exist, and at least they kind of look like real people. Kind of. But you know, we've got we've got walking, talking cartoon characters, kind of shelling walnuts or whatever. You know. <laughs> It seems like a waste of the internet to me. There's a, there's a filter on TikTok, I believe. Here we go. Let's get it onto TikTok, um, which is exactly that. It turns you into a Pixar character. So, you know, the sort of big-eyed, softly skinned, soft focus, beautiful characters that Pixar like to make. I just, uh, no, at the moment, I look like Gru, so I don't need to know what I look, would look like. <laughs> not a Pixar character, though. So. Is he not? Right, whatever. Uh, you failed. Uh, but yeah, uh, the world is weird. And uh, I hate it here. <laughs> yeah, it's an awful place. Um, I've got, I've got a hate. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness me! I hate it in cartoons and kids movies when oh. you see a nipple. <laughs> oh, I'm terribly sorry about that. I hate it in cartoons and kid movies and kid TV shows where. A character has to sing for some reason. Mm. Okay. And they sing like a proper pop star. Okay. Well, let you, me elab- would you rather they sang averagely? No, that's, well, yes, but Badly. let me let me elaborate. Uh imagine you're watching um let's let's dream up a hypothetical cartoon here. It's um Conquer it's Jokes. Pe- <laughs> Based on based it's, on a previous format. Okay, it's con- it's Conquer Jocks. It's Conquer Jocks, right? And uh, it's a heartwarming uh, kind of kids cartoon about a bunch of conkers living sure. in a tree, and they have just heartwarming little adventures. Nothing more daring than oh, I don't know. Uncle Uncle Horsey uh, has. You know, because horse chestnuts. Uncle Horsey. No, I, no, I, I understood the reference. Thank you. Well, maybe you didn't laugh, so I thought I'd explain it. <laughs> no, uh, no, I did not. So, so like, Uncle right. Horsey has lost his glasses. Okay. Like that's oh, the biggest shit. like level of threat we're dealing with. Okay, so great, super simple, charming, kids cartoon. And then there will be an episode. There will be an episode where it's like there's a talent show. Okay. You know what? It, you, you get where I'm coming from here. There's going to be a talent show, and little Conky, <laughs> Conky Again. the Conker, little little Conky. He's very shy. You know, very shy. he does. He doesn't quite have the courage to um 
to sing at the talent show. And he's, and he's probably be- got a voice like this as well, yeah. hasn't he? And he's being bullied by by the fat conks who are like, they're the two bullies. This, they're, right, they're, this writes itself, this form. Yeah, they really they, does. They write themselves, yeah. And, <laughs> and little conky, God, he's so shy. Yes. He's so shy, bless so him. Shy. And as Nick said, he talks a little bit like this, you know. Yeah. And then all the village elders come together and there's a bit of peril. And at the end, they... They like um they inspire him and they go, Come on, little conky, you can do it. And he gets up on stage and he's in front of the mic and he's nervous and the crowd are like cheering. And then he steps up to the mic and the moment he grabs that mic, the voice actor changes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and suddenly he's not like, Oh, I'm little conky, it's Jason Derulo. <laughs> and he sings. <laughs> and he just <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just let's rip and just I oh my god, it's like Simba and the I, Lion King is probably the worst example or one of the worst examples of this because his his voice is clearly Matthew Broderick, and then when he starts singing, it's clearly someone else. It's def- yeah, it's not was Matthew that, Broderick. Was that Matthew Broderick? Matthew Broderick is the adult Simba. Yeah, is that is right? really? I did not yeah. know that. I did. I didn't know. Is that. the correct yeah, answer? Remarkable. Circle gets the square. I remember hearing something interesting. This is something that Disney movies used to do back in the day is that you're absolutely right, John. They would have a voice like speaking actor and then they would have a singing actor. And of course, Disney animated films are famous for having quite a lot of songs. And although theirs wouldn't be quite so blatant as what you're saying here, there would definitely be a shift between the voice that you heard talking and the voice that you heard singing. Um, But what would often happen on the official soundtracks is that the voice artist would then have a shot to sing the most oh, famous no. song from the soundtrack. And it would always, without fail, be shit. <laughs> and it's like, that's why you didn't sing it. <laughs> but would you but would you prefer, and that's let's say that's a plausible scenario that you've come up with there, John, that the conk is about to sing, and then and then he sings, and all the townsfolk go wild and they're like, really Oh, oh yeah. my, oh my god, that's the best Fuck. conker singing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it would be. But, yeah. and, but you and the audience are going. That was shit. That was bad. That wasn't very good at all. Yeah, what are these conkers yeah. thinking? <laughs> well, I'd like to believe that I suspended a degree of disbelief when I when I entered this world of talking conkers. Sure, but sure. a bit. But I feel like if it's a talent show and your character is a child conker, an anthropomorphic conker, I I would youngling, a, yeah, a, a spikeling. I would not be very good. I would not be angry. Liam the Shades. I would not be angry if that child stood up and sang like a child Mm. at a talent show. But then you could. But then you can't win a talent contest if you sing like an average child. Because children, and here's the dirty little secret: are shit at everything. We need to (laughs) teach these children. My point is, a child can improve, but initially is shit at everything. No, my point is. My point is. It's not necessarily that, say, for example, in the Disney example, it's not necessarily the issue that they have a proper singing voice artist. That's not sure. not the issue. The issue is that in a post X Factor world, sure, it's not enough that they have to sing properly. They have to sing in a modern, hip way, even if it doesn't suit the stylings of the world. Maybe a bit of auto-tune in there, you know. Yes, yeah, exactly. There's an, ep- there's an episode of The Simpsons where Bart, uh, Nelson, 
um, Millhouse, and I think of uh, someone else. Former boy band. Else. Ralph, maybe. Become a boy band, and they, they play on that, and they, they basically give them voice boxes, so they sound yeah. just completely different when they actually yeah, yeah. sing. My point is, like, if you had something like, um, okay, uh, Postman Postman Pat mm. or something like that. Sure. So, so uh, for anyone who's not, you know, in the UK, Postman Pat, it's... Uh, it's a postman sh- called Pat. It's not, I mean, it's not difficult to explain. <laughs> My point is, it's a pretty old school style kids program. Very twee. Yeah. Twee, exactly. It's cute. Uh, it's not hip. It's little not down. The it's still very, it's still very popular with the children, though. I think he's, I think he's had a CGI upgrade these I days. Well, it, has, yeah. it is because it is timeless, is what I'm saying. Mm. But it seems like the moment they get, well, they, they're like, okay, this show isn't meant to be cool. No, it's just meant to be a show for kids, you know. But the moment, the moment they're like, oh, someone's got to sing, and you guarantee, <laughs> you guarantee that, like. Um, uh, you know the one, the one member of the village who's going to stand up and sing. Um, they're not going to sing in a way which is in keeping with the style of that world because this is like an edgy 2020 reboot. They're going to sing like um, worst example ever, but like Christina Aguilera. You know yeah. they're going to be like, you know, it's that- going to be modern. It's very, very pitchy, very pitchy sort yes. of voice. Yeah, because like all anyone can think of is like the X Factor or Britain's Got Talent or whatever. And it's like, and that's, they're like, how do we bring, how do we bring that vital kind of... How can we jam kind of, that in? Yeah, how I do we bring that vital... I do agree with you, because I've seen this before. Market. And I think it's like, it's jarring with the subject matter, isn't it? It's like, okay, this character's got a sing, but taking the Postman Pat context, it could be this charming little folk song, you know, like dancing around the mulberry tree or whatever. I don't know. Mm. But instead it's like, like I don't know, my cousin's really hot or something, and it's like, what are you singing <laughs> oh, about? You oh god! <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like Nor it'd be like Norman, the naughty kid from Fireman yeah. Sam. He was a little Sc- shit. He was standing up at the talent show. Fucking hated him. And singing blurred lines by Robin. <laughs> <laughs> but with Robin with Robin Thicke doing the voice. Yeah, yeah, no- exactly. Yes, yeah. Nobody wants to see that. He nobody was a, he wants was a to. wretched little shit when he Norman. <laughs> and and Robin Thicke, for that yeah. matter. Yeah, and Robin Thicke, yeah. Wretched little shit. <laughs> and, and to rub it in, there would be, like, the guest appearance to that episode would yeah. be, like... It would be, like, guest postman. Like, oh, it's Postman Thicke from a village <laughs> next yeah. door. Oh, oh, hi, hi, villagers. Pat's on vacation, so I'll be your postal serviceman for this, uh, for this week. Postman Say, Thicke. why don't we have a village talent contest... <laughs> how appropriate i'm actually quite good at singing how, really? how, how unbelievable as, as luck would have it and the prize money is like five grand i'm of actually the, quite talented of all the people deserving of a little stop motion maquette being made of them <laughs> i would say robin thick is way down at yeah. the bottom of that list <laughs> i'm not sure he'd but, want it either to be honest he probably wouldn't yeah. no but it's like it is like there's a creative team who are like we want to do new edgy current things, and I hate that be- creative team. <laughs> but they've been saddled with this old franchise which was created in like the eighties in like middle middle England, <laughs> and they're like, how do we make this relevant to a modern transatlantic market? How can and we that's... get Mrs. Goggins up on stage <laughs> like fucking losing? How can shit? we get Mrs. Goggins fire eating? Now let's <laughs> so that- think. Think, producers, think. <laughs> but that's what it would be. It would be like, it, 
Oh, it was a, it was a. Where did, where did actually, where did Postman Pat live? What was his? It was Greendale, wasn't it? Was it? I can't remember. Was it I'm Greendale? amazed you yeah. even know that. He goes, it was a quiet morning in Greendale when Lady Gaga's tour bus yeah. broke down. <laughs> you know, and, and then like, it, her, her whole album plays in every scene. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh la. <laughs> or a Lady Gaga song, perhaps. Maybe. But you can yeah. picture it, can't you? The little stop motion Lady Gaga yeah. going like. Well, we've got the whole tour bus here. What are we going to do with it? <laughs> and Pat goes, maybe we could put on a show here. <laughs> and then they do it. Of course they do it. Why, do, do why it. don't we have the rock concert here in the field? The farmer <laughs> can move his bales. And then the whole episode revolves around them removing the sheep and the bales from the field. And Lady yeah. Gaga steps in cow shit. And it's all really funny. It's all hilarious. Yeah. And then at the end, Norman sings Smack My Bitch Up. <laughs> And he actually wins us all over because yeah. fuck, that's rad. <laughs> I swear Elton John turned up in an episode of Bob the Builder. I swear oh, that happened. That, that, that's a possibility, certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. There you go. The, I, I don't know why I hate it. I'm, you know, I'm just like. It's the it's the authenticity behind it, perhaps. They can't all be hip. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's okay for a kid to be uncool. They don't have to be. You know, but then are you teaching children to be average? Teaching them to know their limitations. Know <laughs> their place, child. I'm just saying, like, I don't think the measure of being popular should be would Simon Cowell sign me for a record deal. That's the and thing. The... That, thing is, that's the thing that every character would say at the end. They'd be like, "Wow, Norman, I didn't know you could sing like that." Simon Cowell will be signing you up before long. Yeah, and then that's how, would... and then that, the episode ends with them all patting him on the back and that. And that's the last line, and you think, yeah, Simon Cowell would give you a record deal. That seems awfully <laughs> suspicious. The end. The end. And, that, and that's how it would end, and, and we'd learn nothing. Yeah. Anyway. I've got a hate. Oh, oh hello. My hate is having no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> um, now, you recently cut your I hair. Recent, I, on an unrelated note, I recently cut all my hair off. Um, and I've I've no one to blame for that but myself, unfortunately. Um, mm. And it happened last night. And as we were talking about just before the show, and we were talking about early this evening, one of our doors broke last mm. night, and we were unable to open it. The reason we were unable to open it is because I broke it, and then realised <laughs> that it was broken, um, and proceeded. Even though I knew the latch wouldn't work with the handle, and that's what happened. The latch basically the latch wouldn't uh, retract when I pulled the handle. And even though I knew that, and I'd done it myself, I shut the door. <laughs> now, and I thought to myself, I have no idea why I just did that, and I, I cannot blame—I literally cannot blame anyone else but myself for that. And that is awful. That's an mm. awful, awful feeling that I can't shift the blame. Is that? Is I feel that becomes your problem the moment you own a house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I sort of—it was a toss-up. This hate between home ownership. And having no one to blame but yourself. Mm. So it's sort of, they do sort of merge into one because obviously, when you own a house, any problem that occurs, you've got to sort it out. And yeah. it's great owning a house. Don't get me wrong, for any renters out there, I would heartily recommend investing in property. It's the, one of the few growth markets of the, <laughs> no. last, of the last 100 years. Don't jinx it. Um, but it's a pain in the ass whenever anything breaks. And I mean anything. A light, a light bulb well. goes, a cupboard, a cupboard door goes. You can't call the landlord to come and fix it. Just little things, you've got to sort it out. 
There is no and landlord. Also, you are the landlord. I feel I like sometimes something goes wrong in your house and you're like, not only can I not blame anyone else for it, but I probably did that as yeah. well. Like, like that's <laughs> I mean, the one, the one last I night, something. I was definitely, definitely, and I hate admitting I'm wrong, as you know. <laughs> it was definitely my fault. And I just went, oh, it's my fault that. I mean, I've got nowhere to go here. Yeah. I had a similar situation, actually. We woke up um, the other morning, yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago, actually, now, and we looked up at our bedroom ceiling and well Ali did and she was like what's that and there was a little oh, patch no. of what looked like damp that's like not, a little that's, sort of that's not what you want and the problem was I had just been up in the loft laying new flooring up there <laughs> so I immediately was like that's my fault I don't yeah. know what I did I don't know how I did it but it must have been me because who the fuck else could it have been and, and there's only me to blame yeah, and luckily it's fine we don't have to worry there was a bit of heavy rain and it just happened to get through a patch of insulation that I'd moved and it's all sorted out now and it was a totally freak thing but that moment that sinking feeling in your stomach where I looked up and I was just like there's no one else to blame because yeah. I'm the only one who lives here it's and, and out of well me and Ali are the only ones who live here and out of Ali and I I'm the only one who can get into the loft <laughs> yeah it's an awful feeling it's horrible I've also done it I've, I've basically been in a position and this this moves away from home ownership slightly, and that it's about throwing up on a train. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I was uh, I was at a oh, no. I was yeah uh, oh yeah I was at a football match in Scunthorpe uh, pre Christmas oh, nice. 2019. Um, it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time, yeah, when we could mix with each other, um, touch each other, and I I. A friend and I had just been licking a, yeah, licking friend, a handrail. A friend and I, as, as, we, as we often did. Um, eating gum off the handrail. Um, you got it. That's where the flavour is. That's where the flavour is. You get that real metallic tang. Um, Ooh, chef's kiss. So we were on our way back. Gillingham had won at Scunthorpe. And we were on our way Woo! back to the train. That's not important. That's not important. Um, and a guy, a stranger, who I've not seen before or since, just Thank comes God. up to us with a full bottle of Jägermeister, puts it on our table on the train and went, there you go, lads, enjoy. What and the just fuck? Got, and then got off the train. And we were like, go ahead, lads. The stranger's offering you a treat. <laughs> yeah. So we, so, we, wait. so we played some drinking games with the Jaeger. And I said, to wait, go on. wait, with this like, miscellaneous I've, bottle of brown liquid. I've yeah. been put on blast for, for much tamer things than this on this podcast. <laughs> All right, go on. No, go irresponsible on, go on then. Let's No, pause, no. Pause the story. Come no, on. No, 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 no. No, we've talked about like me going out and helping random kids in the street when they came and knocked at the door in the middle of the night. And I've been put on blast for being irresponsible. And here's yeah. you drinking yeah. random liquor from a stranger on a train. Big I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> big you know, time. Uh, a guy knocks on Nick's door at like two in the morning and when Nick opens it, he's standing there like naked from the waist down and covered yeah. in blood. And he's like, I need some help washing down the back of a van. And I get and, straight out there and help. And Nick's already got like his marigolds and a sponge. And, and a he's pressure like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. But I still say, <laughs> so what you're doing. Is- I'm, I accept I accept that. <laughs> in hindsight. Again, again, I've no one to blame but myself. Sure. Was okay. it? Was it sealed? Had it been opened? I can't remember. I was really... It doesn't matter, does it? doesn't matter, really, does it? This so, anyway, he puts, so anyway, he puts the bottle of Jaeger on the table and gets oh, off God. the train. And we were like, okie dokie. Great. Let's play a drinking game. <laughs> There's only a bit of white residue at the bottom of the bottle anyway. So how did you know it was Jägermeister? It was, in a, it was in a bottle that said Jägermeister on it. It could have been turpentine. It could have been anything. Oh, it could have been, yeah. But it, oh, it, it, probably, it probably wasn't. It probably was. Oh, my God. Anyway. You drank that. So, uh, well, we pres- and I said to everyone, right, because one time me and John, and John will remember this, 
<laughs> I was going to bring it up. Yeah. yeah, fucking hell. John and I spent an evening. We drank a bottle of Jaeger. It's like just we had I, fi- we had I've, five strong lagers each. Yeah, and I've, then we had a bottle of Jaeger. It's it was shared. a Friday night. Jesus it was Christ. a Friday night. I believe the year was two thousand and nine. Yeah. Uh, and I was working Saturday mornings at the time. And Chris right. Ray, as as neither of us had girlfriends or anything going on in our lives at the time, correct, he would often come over to my family home, and we would sit and have and, and have have a few beers. Sure. And it was a Friday night, and we'd each had five 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 beers, five, five ales. Chris lagers. Yeah. And then I said, Chris Ray, have, are you familiar with this uh, this uh, <laughs> spirit, uh, this liqueur mm. called Jägermeister? Yeah, and and uh, I said, let me get some for you. Uh, and, <laughs> perhaps, I'll, perhaps I'll wet my whistle. <laughs> and, Chris, and Rayman was like, and, Ray, and Chris was like, no need to dirty a glass. Let's just use the pint glasses we're already working on. Yeah. So Brilliant. Yeah. We just like sloshed a bit in. And the last, oh, honestly. It, I feel ill it's, just it's like about of, this. It's like kind of scene missing. The last thing I remember is, is, is you having a, having a sip and going, ooh, that's a touch. Yeah. <laughs> that's honestly like the last <laughs> thing I remember. Thing is, that is that is, and I've had some absolute rip snorting hangovers in my time. That is the worst hangover I've ever had. I was in bed. Ooh, I was in bed the next day until about five thirty in the afternoon. It was horrendous. I was meant to be working. That's the evening. And bear in mind, I was a relatively young man at this point. Yeah, relatively. and your liver was like twice the size it is now. Yeah. But I was. I was meant to. I was meant to be in work at nine, and mercifully, it snowed. Oh. Like it was a lifesaver because I I, I could barely stand. It was it was anyway utterly horrendous. The, the yeah. upshot of that evening in question is that I can no longer bear the smell or the taste of Jägermeister. I've, I've not had everyone. It since. Everyone's sort of got that drink that they can no longer have after they've had so much of it in one evening that they've been ill yeah. or whatever. So Not anyway, yeah, for me, Jägermeister remains that drink. And I said that to everyone. I said, like, chaps, it's very nice of this this stranger to give us a treat. Um, <laughs> chaps, chaps, let's have a chat before we uh, indulge. However, Wait, can I just ask, did it have, was it like a milk bottle? Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> like, it was like an old um, umbongo carton with Jägermeister <laughs> written in it on a sticky label. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It was like six Capri Sun sachets, <laughs> yeah. all of which were exactly. already pierced. <laughs> And I thought that looked suspicious, but I let it go. Just go with it. Can't yeah, see inside yeah, it, but fuck well. it, it's yeah, opaque. Might as well. You're already in Scunthorpe. Um, Sorry, but please tell us tell us this story. So anyway, I said, lads, I don't want to be funny, because I have had Jaeger since that night, and I've immediately been ill. Imme- oh like, God. immediately. Yeah. Had to run to the toilet. So I said, lads, I'm, I'm all for the drinking <laughs> games. I love drinking games, me. Of course. But I'm warning you, if I have to have any of that, I will throw up. So yeah. they were like, all right, all right, fine, whatever. So anyway, right, we right. received to play the drinking game and I get through a few rounds unscathed. I can't remember nice. what the drinking game was. Anyway. And then one round, obviously I lose. So I have to have a shot of Jägermeister. Mm. And I said, this, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I am going to throw up if I have this. <laughs> so anyway, they were like, yeah, whatever, drink it. So I drank it and I tried my best, but it went all over the train floor. Oh, what? Yeah. So basically, you just chugged this one shot of Jaeger yeah. and boom, yeah, yeah. it all came straight out. Yeah, like imme- again, immediately. Wow. And it was just, and again, there, I tried to blame them. <laughs> I tried to say, that's your fault. That's your fault that's happened. <laughs> I told you this would happen. But I had nowhere, like, I've now, looking back on it, it was probably my fault, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, probably. I've got, no one, to blame. Yeah. I've got no one to blame but myself. And that's an awful position to be in. It is, you're right. 
I'm just trying to picture like everything you've just said unedited, but you're in like the dock, and you're trying to explain that to a judge. Yeah, like that. That's. I'm, I'm just it's, picturing it's not, that. It's now. not that plausible as a story, but it did. But it, it, it's a hundred percent the truth. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a. I'm honestly trying to think of a scenario in which I really just balls it up like that that much. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's, not, I... that's not even that's not even the first time I've done something like that. But well, let's not talk no. about that. Well, no, okay. I can. Th- no, no, let's not. Let's not bring those up now. That's, I mean, that's, I, a, I, that's I, a good enough throw up on a train story for now. Yeah, mm. I mean, there's others. But it's, it's a rich vein to kind of tap into. I mean, I I drilled into a gas pipe, and that was probably that was that was one of the stupidest. No one to blame but yourself. But you had a landlord then. Yes. No, and that was one of the yeah. stupidest things I've ever done. Uh, I don't think I've done anything drastically stupid to the house I now well the bank owns it but like yeah. the house I technically own I don't think I've ruined anything yet it's just oh, it's being in that position time, it's being in that position personally or professionally and just thinking fuck it's yeah. just like oh no there's that sinking feeling when you suddenly realise like your brain sort of rushes through all the people you might be able to blame and they're all dead ends and you suddenly realise Oh, it's me, isn't it? This is me. This is my one. This one's yeah, mine. Feck. <laughs> yeah. Mick, you've you have you have got to you've got to have a, a big screw up you could share with the team. We're all we're all friends here. Oh, I don't think I don't think anyone um, listens to this anyway, so <laughs> I mean I mean obviously I've mentioned the, the, the ceiling in the house. That's probably the closest thing in a house that I think I've done. Or in my house. But I mean I I've injured myself a decent amount and, and the frustrating mm. thing, like I, I relive the time that I fell off my mountain board and dislocated my shoulder. Nice, quite often. And Ugh. and what I what I relive is 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 standing at the top of that hill before I descended on the board, knowing as I did that I'm really bad at being on a mountain board. I knew yeah. I was bad at it. I knew, and but I had this friend who was, but I can't blame him. Now my friend was saying you could do it, and I thought, yeah, I could do this. And I couldn't do it at all, and I fell <laughs> off, and I smashed my arm to bits, and like I, I could have just not fucking done that. And now, like when it gets cold, my shoulder seizes up every time, and I'll probably be like that for the rest of my life, and because all because I did that this stupid thing. That that friend, I'm mm. guessing he's the kind of person who could have jumped on that mounting board, and somehow made his way to the bottom of a hill. He looking did it pretty badass. Yeah, he did, he did it, it yeah. first. And 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 and, to, and to, in my defence, I did go. I oh, I can't do that. Oh no, that's too steep. I can't do that. He was like, "No, you can, mate. You can do it. I believe in you." Oh well, I think you've reasonable cause to blame him. Maybe I do. Maybe that's not me. I do remember there was a time when I jumped off the roof of a boat, and I think I've talked about it before because I, think you I have, hate. I, rec- I, I recall it. this story. Yes. Yeah, I hate heights at the best of times. Like I really hate heights. And jumping and being in the air long enough to regret every moment <laughs> up to that point. Like and then and then just like face planting horrendously into the surface of the ocean. Like it was it's, yeah, I did I did that and I did a jump off a high dive in Oslo. And I mm. thought I, I was I was falling long enough to think, uh oh. It was just, it was just like, oh no. <laughs> I yeah, the human, this. like, human like not not like in a flash, just to actively think. Oh shit! Lots <laughs> yeah. of time, and yeah. that and that's a sign of how long you're falling because nobody should fall long enough where you can form a cohesive thought in your yeah. head. Yeah, 
Which is why I like. There's part of me which would I'd love to do a skydive. I'd love to. Do I'm never going to do a skydive. I would do a skydive. I'm not going to ever. Love to do um, hang gliding. You could not at gunpoint get me to do a bungee jump. <laughs> but why? Why is that? Based on the facts available. Well, if I jump out of a plane, the ground is a far away fictional concept which Ooh. I don't have to fit inside my brain. Whereas if I jump off a bridge. The ground seems very, very real in a way. If but that makes gra- sense. But the ground's there, no matter how far you fall. Well, I mean, that's that's maybe a question for any philosophers listening. Mm. But like, <laughs> at, what, jump... at what point does the ground become a prospect? That's true. Yeah. Like, if I'm jumping out of a plane, I've got to I've got to beat the gogs of the air to get to the ground. Whereas, like, if I'm jumping off a bridge. I feel like I'm wrestling with the god of the earth, and he he's a he's a cruel fucker, and he's not going to let go. Like, I feel like got... on a, on a, on a less poetic level. <laughs> thank you, was, thank you. That yeah. was delightful what you just mm. weaved there. I think it's a question of time. Like in a bungee jump, if something goes wrong, you're dead. Whereas in a parachute, if something goes wrong, there's either other people to grab onto and just drag them down with you. So you know, there's that, or you've got your your dummy secondary shoot or whatever it is to, to deploy. There's enough time to go, oh fuck, and then come up with potentially a solution, or maybe not. Sure, you well, or maybe what not. solution maybe could not. you come up with if your parachute doesn't de- deploy? Well, it happened to James Bond once, uh, and he got out of it, didn't he? And yes, he's with a lady, and he got with a chick in the air, <laughs> and he did all sorts of shit with her on the way down before he deployed. Yeah. No, the point is, he jumped onto a minion or whatever, and he pulled his chute, and he like sailed down with him. My point is, is there's there's Regardless of how irrelevant it might be, and and still you might die, there's a sense of time to solve the problem. Is what I'm getting at. I, I don't know. There was <laughs> the thing is, I I know statistically that like thousands of people jump out of planes every year and do parachute jumps, and that's wonderful, and they that's and it's fine, wonderful. and they land, and it's great, and all is well. But I and I know statistically. Doing anything stupid like that is fine, and it's exciting, and it's exhilarating, and you feel alive. I mean, I guess I I don't want to be, but statistically, like I don't want to be that one in a million person who jumps, and the parachute doesn't open. Yeah, because that means I've got three minutes to make my peace with with <laughs> with, with existence <laughs> before I have a hell of a reckoning not, of a cloud it's not a nice field. Thought somewhere. Having having you have three minutes to make your peace with eternity. I don't want to be in that position no. because when I'm falling out of the plane, I'm like, I really only have myself to blame. Yeah. Like no one else. No one made me. No one's made you do that. I mean, Chris, I know you fucked up a door today, and I know yes. you're upset about that. But well, I mean, we, we, we can fix it, so it's it's fine. When I, heard, when I heard when I heard that you and Liz had had some door issues, mm. my immediate thought was that you were responsible in some way. Well, I you, was, yeah. You have you record. Ha- well, I'm, ho- I'm have- holding now. Yeah. I'm holding now in front of the camera the part of the door that I've ripped out of the frame. Um, Looks great. Which, uh, for the benefit of the listener, Chris Ray is holding an entire door yeah. in front of him, right? Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm holding the I'm holding the latch mechanism in my hand, which is what yes. we pulled out of the door. That's the bit that's broken. So we've got to buy a new one of those, essentially. But, but the- like, well, you do you do have history with getting mm. locked. Oh yeah. Places. Yes. Well, I've twice locked myself in a toilet in yes. a house. Uh, twice. T- two different houses. Twice. Yeah. 
since I've been, let's say, 25, and we could even one say, time, we, we could even say 28. Um, so I locked myself in my mum's toilet <laughs> um, for four to five hours. Four to five. Um, and they, they were at the NEC in Birmingham for an event, and I locked myself in that toilet. And I really, and I thought I sat there and I thought, well, there's no, there's nothing in the oven. Everything's fine. The dog can go out. The door's open, so the dog can go out, and criminals could get in. Cool. Um, so I thought, well, I'll just wait it out. So I, sl- <laughs> I had a, I had a sleep, so that was fine. You got Se- sleep. The second time was in the house I used to live in, and I locked me and Daisy in the toilet. Yes. And I was supposed to be one. getting on a bus to go to London about two hours afterwards. I popped home for lunch to sort Daisy out. And then I was going to London for work two hours later. And I shut the toilet door. I was like, yeah, I'm stuck here. <laughs> so I eventually I sort of jimmied it open with a credit card, I think. Okay. Um, and I did get on my on my coach, but we were in there for a I good wonder. hour and a half. Cool. Um, so yeah, and again, I've got no one to blame there but myself. Arguably, it's better than being locked on the other side of the toilet door. That's true. Well, where do you poop? Oh well, I no, I didn't have two toilets in the house, so yeah, I would have been, I would have been screwed. Yeah. Hypothetical no, you... question, guys. Like yeah. Chris, Chris likes to do these, but I'm going to do one this time. Okay, okay. Your your toilet is inaccessible due to a locking incident. Mm, you now, yeah. but you are desperate to shit. Sure. Yeah. Where where do you think is the best place to shit in your house? I, joking aside, I have thought about this. <laughs> I, I've I've got an answer ready for this actually, John. Yeah, you, I, you go you go first, John. Okay, my answer is, uh, I run to the podcast studio. Okay. Uh, where we have a one-piece plastic IKEA bin. Okay. And I empty that bin into a more classic waste paper basket, which is right. in the study. So then it's like, dump that out. So now you've got a perfectly smooth plastic container. Yeah, the clock is ticking, but yeah. The okay. clock is ticking. Well, I mean... This does sound like a lot of lot of effort whilst you need a They're boot. not... As for crow flies, they're not that far away from each other. Okay, I'll allow it. And, you know, I reckon I can be disrobing while I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I reckon I can... I reckon that's in my power. Uh, and then... Then the world's your oyster, really. I mean, where do you, where do you want to shit? You could do yeah. it, do it let's wherever. Let's make this, let's turn this into a, pl- a positive. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm like, the moment you've got that bin, I'd be like, I'd be checking emails. I'd be, you know, yeah, you know, taking just phone calls. Sharting. You know. Okay, what about you, Chris? It's not really a problem. Bag for life. <laughs> Best solution. Just what Tesco wants to hear. A bag for life is not as is not as kind of like air. But then I can put it out. But then I can put it outside. For who? No, for like for like later. You know, for later. Or put it in the wheelie bin or something. Put it in the wheelie bin. Yeah. Probably not use the. That doesn't require too much thought. There's always one around. Except except we keep the bag bag for life. In the lean-to, and that door was the one that broke last night. So then, oh, I, then I'd be screwed. Okay, fun. what's your backup plan? What if, like, yeah. you are you you're turtlenecking? Yeah, <laughs> don't this be is don't like be a... don't be gross, John. Okay, you're 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 five p you're five p fifty peeing it. <laughs> that, that's that's better. <laughs> that's definitely better. You've scrabbled for plan A. 
which is to get into the get into the little lean to get your bag for life. Yeah. That's failed you. Right. This is not a time for why planning. Why do I need a why do I need a backup plan for my backup plan? Because your backup your backup plan has failed you. But, yeah, you're you're still but gonna... theoretically, all the doors could fail me, and then I'd have no option just to go where I stand. Yeah, but yeah, but like only one door has a lock on it. You, 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 Chris, you're the one who painted a well, picture where I the mean, door I mean, locked you for, away from your bag for life. The pitfalls that there are of not owning your house. I own this house. I could go where right. I want. Great. Theoret- well, you know, theoretically. I think you have a powerful advantage, Chris, with regards to John and I, because you can blame it on the dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're much smellier than mine. Because <laughs> that plays my... into my solution, which would have just been I'd have shat in the cat litter. Yeah. That's a yeah. good option. Yeah. I think... I'd, yeah, have to no, squat, a... I'd have to squat under the stairs somehow. It's quite, it's quite uh, cramped in there, but I, I could do it. I think, yeah, I think that's a good... I think that'll probably be my backup, like yeah. kind of... What if though? <laughs> there are poo bags. And... Actually, there are poo bags. There are poo bags in the in the dog cupboard. There you go. Okay. One of those. Here's my thing. This is the question: is it's not a time for planning. It's not a time for highfalutin thinking. This is emergency response. Think about the room in your house where you spend the majority of your time. Okay. Nowadays, for me, okay. it's the office, which I'm currently in. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah. If I, it, I'm it... in. I'm in that room right now. Yeah. If yeah. it happens, I mean, we're talking. A code brown. <laughs> that moment happens. You have. You can't travel. Okay, it's just this we're not, room. We're not talking to. We're not talking about moving to another room. You have enough time to grab something. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm. What, yeah, what right, I'm it? looking. I'm looking at it now. We have um, like a like a half square sized ottoman. <laughs> so I think that would be my best option. I'm not that fond of it. <laughs> Wait, just no, I, I do. No, I do like it. It's useful, but like a bar, does it open? Like, yeah, it's got a lid. Okay, oh, you. That's quite comfy. I could, buy, I, could, I, could I could buy another one. Yeah, I mean, you could. It's quite an expensive choice. No, you can get them no. from Wilkinsons for like six quid. Hmm. Um, you pay more than that at Victoria. You see, right now, if I look around the room, I can see I've got that the aforementioned waste paper basket, which is more like a mesh. Yeah. And I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's grand. Um, I have a shredder. <laughs> I have, that sounds risky. That sounds. That sounds risky. I have a paper shredder. I reckon if I upended it, I reckon there's just enough time. Yeah. So tip all the paper out of it. Or don't. Or don't. That could be like a candy nest yeah, to that catch would your toddler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've is, got. If... Um, I've got a little chest of drawers here. And I reckon I could just pull out a drawer at the right height and squat into that. <laughs> I'm I'm concerned that the the class of this podcast is going downhill. Um, others, others start with some scandals in order to yeah, lose. Yeah, others may disagree. I mean, I think we've I think we've answered the question, so I think we can move on if you want. I think it's probably best that we do. If it's bo- if it's bothering you, I understand. <laughs> well, tell you what, let's let's do some um, some rapid fire loves then to kind of like rinks rinks oh, okay. palate. Okay. Bam bam bam. Love love love. Okay, here we go. Uh, I guess I should lead the way. Um, my love is that I'm a 35 year old man and I have recently uh, added a unicycle into my life. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't think that I don't think there's anything more I need to say. Despite the fact that I did mention earlier that I fell off a mountain board and dislocated my shoulder. 
I... And how, how many wheels does a mounting board have? Four, John. Okay. <laughs> Four large, very stable wheels. And this one's got one. And here's the thing. I chose this macabre device on the basis that I thought, I can't really hurt myself on that. That's what I, I would, thought. I would argue the opposite. <laughs> well, since trying it out, I have learned that it is possible to hurt oneself yes. on, on the unicycle. So, so wh- while, while I can't legally stop you from riding a <laughs> unicycle, I would ask that if you find yourself falling, could you aim to land on the left side of your body? <laughs> sure, sure, I'll you make know, sure of that uh, for you, yeah. I'm just saying that's not the money maker. Like we, <laughs> we need your hand, your right hand working. You can basically. you can basically walk along however you want as long as your right hand's okay. That's your right hand. I put the wrong hand out then. Fuck the other limbs. Just focus on the right and keep that okay. How how, how is the unicycling going? By the to way, to be fair, I haven't tried as much on it as I would have liked. But also, to be fair, the little that I have, um, it uh, is. It, I think I'm doing quite well. I think I'm, I, I, think I, I'm... I think I would be worse than useless on a unicycle. <laughs> What's challenging is that you can't ever there's no relaxing. You can't ever just go you know, you're constantly moving back and forth to keep yourself up. Yeah. I haven't yet successfully what, done that and let go of anything. I haven't What yet muscle do you use the most on a unicycle? Your ass. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, I is it, it your, is ass? your ass? Yeah. I think it is your ass. Like yeah. I, I'm very conscious of my 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 buttocks and my anus. Yeah. And my and the tops of my thighs where they connect to my ass, all of that area is very tense all yeah. the time. You need a strong like core, a I would imagine. Yeah. Where where, where are you uh, where are you uh, practicing your art um, these days? If it's nice out, then I'm doing it like against a wall outside in the garden. Are you doing it on your new patio which you you built? Yeah, yourself? not the not the big patio but the smaller patio. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Or uh the hall. Well, <laughs> Where I can hold on to a banister kind of thing. Okay, okay. So yeah. you're like, you know, just making tea, you know, kind yeah. of boiling a kettle. Yeah, a lot of hot uh, liquids involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got it. Otherwise, there's no risk involved. That's the thing. I need steaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like a, a Dark Knight Rises scenario where, you know, you're not going to learn unless you do away with the safety net. Like exactly, you've got to, John. God, just understand. go for it. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like that friend that told me to go down that hill. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh yeah Hmm. the thing is is that i under i I acknowledge that this is something of a bad idea but i still i'm still proud of myself that i'm giving it a shot i guess that's why my love that's my love okay (laughs) i just i'm i'm amazed that you keep inviting new and elaborate ways of hurting yourself into your life really yeah i'll keep you updated great yeah or you're (laughs) You know, we'll or hear from the yeah, or we'll hear from Ali at some point. <laughs> I've got a love. Go on. I love the life and times of David Lynch. Oh, oh, that sounds very broad. Even though, even though I find mo- most of his work too terrifying to watch. <laughs> um, I and this is such a bizarre thing because I haven't. I haven't watched it, but I've recently become quite fascinated by uh, uh, Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, and I've watched um, I've watched the original. I haven't watched uh, the uh, the Return, which was the um, well the the new series he did uh, kind of twenty five years later. Uh, but I've been listening to some people talk about it. I've been kind of um, watching a few videos about it, and it is 
simultaneously fascinating and utterly terrifying to me in equal measure. <laughs> like, there are things that scare me, and there's obvious kind of like horror tropes, like, ooh, he's a... Here's a here's a little girl, but she's got like a spooky ghost yeah. face. That's the worst. That's the worst. Little girl ghosts are the worst. It's scarier than that. Yeah, but I find little girl ghosts a little boring. Whereas, like, oh, I don't know. David Lynch seems to occupy some kind of like shadow space in the human brain, which is so terrifying to me. Like, there isn't. Again, this isn't like a spoiler because the context is is completely bizarre like you wouldn't i barely have any idea what's going on because i haven't watched the series but there is a scene in which it's all set in it's all filmed in black and white and it's set back in the 50s and there's a scene in (laughs) there's a scene in which there are like uh there's like a couple driving down a road somewhere in like the american desert and they stop because there's like a guy standing in the road and it's all black and white and the lighting is almost like non-existent okay. and it's you can barely see a thing and they stop because there's a guy in the road and this guy slowly you just see a shape of him and he slowly kind of walks to the driver's window and he leans down and it's just like this kind of bearded man but his face is all just kind of covered in like smudged dirt and everything oh no and there's like this weird kind of like radio crackle kind of going on. And he just leans down and just goes like, got a light. <laughs> got a light. And just keeps like repeating, like kind of got a light. And it's just something so kind of like, and again, you're describing like, well, it's just a dirty man asking for a light and holding a cigarette. Or is it? But there's something so kind of like, surreal about it that Mm. it's it's kind of terrifying and it's all in the context of it and it's like dream logic Mm. it's like it's like in a dream where you can be like this kitchen is terrifying yeah and and then you wake up and you go like oh i had a nightmare and it it was like a really scary kitchen and you go like what was scary about it well i don't know i can't i now i'm awake i can't really describe it it, okay didn't have have a cheese grater but yeah, but it's be a good but, yeah. little things like that. But yeah, in, in a dream, the absence of a of a cheese grater could be absolutely terrifying. Could be, could be, <laughs> could be like uh, just just maddening. Um, so yeah, so I've just been watching like a ton of like um, behind the scenes stuff with David Lynch, and he's he's just he's just such a a weird and fascinating guy. Like and um, and the way he talks and just like his mannerisms, like. He, I think he's insane and a genius at the same time. Like it's kind of amazing, as they so often are. See, I, like everything. He, yeah, I don't do well with this kind of thing. This kind. I'm sure David Lynch is a perfectly lovely gentleman, but his but his genre terrifies me. <laughs> it terrifies me. Like he gives me a genuine problem. Like I think the stuff he's made might scare me more than any other person on the planet. There you go. I do think I do think creators like this are really interesting because like being somewhat creative myself i i i always operate on a sort of like there's a logic to the things i come up with but what's so terrifying and remarkable about these sorts of creatives is that they almost deliberately step away from logic and they and but they're able to create something that due to its lack of logic is terrifying because of it and i was yeah. like I don't, I don't know how you begin to come up with something like that it's just so 
it's so alien. And, and the reason that you and I and anyone who enjoys his stuff, like, finds it so entertaining and alien is because it feels non-human. And yet a human came up with it somehow. So how how does that work? There's an amazing... Is it, it's interesting you making... Inter, in, interesting you mention kind of like uh, talking about like being creative and getting like a glimpse behind like the processes that go into making it. But I was watching like... There's a few clips on YouTube of like the behind the scenes filming of some of these scenes. And like... Um, there's this great moment where, and you just get like a little glimpse into his head and how his brain works. Because like, he's in the director's chair and the like behind the scenes kind of camera guy is filming him in the director's chair and he goes like, um, uh, Dennis, can I, can I talk to you? Like, because that's kind of like how, how, he, how he speaks. And he brings over this guy and they've got like this whole set which they've built of like a radio station in like the 1950s. And he goes like, and he just brings this guy over and he's like, and there's just like a moment of silence. He's just kind of standing there and he goes, I grew up in the desert. So, <laughs> oh, okay, David. Yeah, he goes, it's pitch black. Couldn't see a thing. He's like, do you, do you want me to darken the set, David? He's like, yes. You could have just said that. Yeah. <laughs> that would have huh. been enough. <laughs> huh. So maybe bring on like a ton of painters to just come and like darken the set. And yeah, he's just a fascinating guy. That's my love. There you go. That's cool. The world is richer for him. Indeed. My love is, along the same lines, a a special glass. A special (laughs) glass? That is along the same lines. It is along the same lines, I thought. Um, So I go to a lot of pubs, or I used to. um, (laughs) And I I always admire... Uh, when a brand or a pub has a different glass. So, so like, for example, a Carl, Carlsberg wow, a, a vase glass a few years ago. I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, and there's different pubs you go to and you think, bloody hell, that's a really, really nice glass. But the mm. finest glass, and I would urge our listeners to look this up while I'm talking about it, because it's an audio-visual medium, is this glass from Castile, which is a Belgian okay. uh, brand. It's spelled K-A-S-T-E-E-L. And it's that probably the amazing. nicest glass I've ever had a beer out of. And I sh- and if you look at the bottom of the stem... Oh, there's a castle oh, there. There is like a manor house built into the stem. Well, oh, that, is very, that is very and classy. It's a yeah. really lovely glass. So I had a beer out of that in Belgium when I went to visit our friend James Eastwood. Um, oh, and he yeah. bought it for me as a gift uh, when he got back from Belgium, which is very nice of him. And I caked this glass... And I have beer and what have you out of it at Christmas. And I only drink out of it at Christmas because it's my special glass. <laughs> and I enjoy having that choice of glass in my life. That I can, it... that I can have a different glass for a different occasion. Mm. Does it taste better? I, I think so. In, this has got, got a gold rim on it as well, this glass. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. I'm always amazed when you go into a pub and you ask for like, I don't know, you ask for a Peroni or whatever. And they serve it in a Peroni glass. Yeah. And but, but you then get, you look you... around and you and just to see if they just have Peroni glasses across the board. And they don't. They deliberately put no. Peroni in a Peroni glass and then they put like Carlsberg in a Carlsberg glass and you know, whatever else in a whatever. I like, glass. I like that you like... think that's a special trait. Yeah. That's what they're supposed because, to do. Well, here's the thing. If I was running the pub, right, I would be so barely organized that the chance of having a clean glass alone would be a treat. Right. Yeah. Let alone the fact that the brand matched what they were fucking ordering. Yeah, that's I'd... remarkable to me. Yeah, you <sighs> save us what they're supposed to do, but I'd be like, well, did you 
did you serve it without spitting in it? That's basically like <laughs> the lowest bar Never. I'm aiming for. Thing is, um, Carlsberg, uh, Carlsberg, Carling tastes like piss. But sure. yes, but. It, the glass of the carling has a really cool thing where it, they've got a little divot at the bottom. So when you drink right. carling, you're supposed to hold it at the bottom and it stops your beer getting warm because you hold it around the glass. What? Little things like that. I just enjoy that. The aesthet- because... I enjoy the aesthetic of a beer glass gen- generally. You... And I enjoy the fact that I can have a, a nice glass for a nice occasion. Are you saying a carling tastes better when drunk no. out of a Carling glass. <laughs> no, I think Carling's horrible. Yeah, I think Carling is horrible. I think Carling is the, yeah, it's is basically the worst brown lager. water. Yeah, but I think that's just an example. But you can go to a lot of craft beer places and they've got their own glasses, and you can look at a glass and think that's really nice looking glass. Like even a Foster's glass, I think looks quite nice. So I just enjoy the aesthetic around that. I just find it kind of nice that you know, even in that state where you're just kind of you know, blocking out reality and, you know, you're just, you're just drinking to, to make the night disappear. <laughs> sure, I, I find sure. it, I find it wonderful that you can find a, um, a degree of artistry. Yeah. Kind of like in the gutter. You've got to, basically. you've got to find, that's you've got to find beauty where it's available. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. That's how many, nice. You can take that. How many glasses you, have one. you, how many glasses have you stolen from parts? That's a good question. That was my, what I was about to ask you. Probably quite a few. Probably really? quite a few. I, I'm quite happy to say none. Really? Where do you uh, Where do you put them? Yeah. Well, I've not stolen that many. <laughs> I, re- I think at the moment I've got in my cupboard. I've got two glasses that I stole. Okay, that's and that all. that's all. And the one of, and one of them was like a vase. I don't know why I nicked it. Um, this is another. You... This is another Chris Ray monologue that sounds like it's coming from the dock of a uh, of a yeah. law court. Yeah. yeah, it's been a bit of a trend recently. I mean, like, do, <laughs> yeah. do you keep all your um, stolen Colgate in? in uh, a we're out. Pine we're out. We could do with a with a new delivery from Colgate. Actually, because we're running out of toothpaste. I don't want to get into that again. But no, I I only steal where I think it will benefit me. <laughs> Does that make does that, is, does that make you feel better, John? Hundred percent of the time. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> what if I really want a thing? Yeah, yeah well, exactly. Is stealing okay? Um, this is what people don't understand. I feel. I'm gonna say yes, as long no, just yes. I think. Let's just say yes. Yes. I think. Bear, yes. Bearing in mind that people can't go to pubs anymore, so there's no there's no fear of anyone replicating your crimes. Mm. But what are your top tips for sneaking oh, I've, a, I've, a pint I've, glass out of a pub? I put it under my jacket. I don't think that's a secret. Um, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I just sort of just sort of walk out normally. I reckon they probably they probably see you do it. I have yeah, like, I, just, I have been caught. Just let him. Have I've been it. caught. Uh, uh, well, probably a couple of times. I think I've gotten away with it more than I've not. I guess cool. they only search you on the way in, yeah. don't they? You know, at really high-end establishments. In my defence, I only steal a glass if I really like it. Yeah, that's definitely a defence. I think that's a good no, defence. No question. I only steal things that I really want. And they don't. I do like the idea. The thing is, I, I got like I'm, I'm drinking out of this. Sorry, I'm drinking out of this glass now. Ooh, this yeah. one here. It's a sort of a long-stemmed half-pint glass for the listener. That that classy. came free with my beer delivery. Oh Ooh. shit! So they, there's loads of glasses knocking around. Do you resent it in some way because you didn't steal it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But it looks cool. It won't be I quite, I've, it's nice to drink out of. I do. I do just find it interesting that the you know this is a showing which we moan and we're very just kind of grumpy, curmudgeonly kind of people, mm-hmm. and we've we've kind of maintained this illusion that deep down we're actually quite nice people over 
the course of 77 episodes. And I feel we're slowly peeling back that illusion. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you've never nicked a glass. No, I haven't. No, I actually. haven't. Have you not? Glass. Bloody hell. No. You've not lived. It's just you. Maybe, maybe we haven't. I've never tasted with dizzy highs. Have you ever, have you ever of... nicked anything? Uh... Thing is, I don't think me stealing a glass from a pub is going to send it under. What, this podcast? Well, either. Or the pub. <laughs> I guess I must have done, but I really can't think I re- of I reckon, I reckon you've, you've, you've half-inched something. I, must, I mean, I must have done, because no one's, no one's that pure. But I just, I just honestly... Yeah, I honestly can't bring anything to mind yeah. right now. Well, I stole you... a Milky Bar when I was a little kid. But <gasps> oh, my goodness. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. I'm lowered the tone. I, uh, yeah, no, I used to do it a fair amount at uni. I've not, and the glasses <laughs> in the cupboard now I've had for a number of years now. I, do, I don't do it anymore. You used to do it just to, you know, kind of feel alive, you know. Yeah. It was never about the glass. It was just about to feel the, something yeah. at this oh, point. Oh, no, it was, it was, it was really about the glass. Get, I really, it? really wanted it. Okay. It's well, never the thing is, like, when, when Chris Ray admits to stealing, I, that's, you know, that's pretty much part of the course. But when Nick does it, it just sours the uh, yeah. sours. I think you mood. sort of expect it from someone who looks like me. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly now, yeah. you know, now the, the, the missing head. Mitchell. I've got that look now. Yeah. Anyhow, anyhow. Anyhow. Anyhow, bringing, you know, en- enough talk of crime. Mm. <laughs> Let's talk about blind blind hatred. Yes. Um, what do we think won this episode? Was it hate or love? Um, um, I'm going to say love. Ooh. Controversial. Um, mm, not really. I'm going to say hate. Yes, this makes it exciting. It's oh, all down to Um I'm going to say love. Oh, for well. oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm sorry. What can I say? I mean, you know. I think we had some good thoughts and, and emotions and reminiscences. Yeah, we all kind of grew a bit, you we know. We did. So- and we learned something about Chris Ray stealing glasses. Yeah. Besides, the world is grim enough as it is right now. You know, maybe, maybe we all need, need a little susan of hope. A little. You know? Ooh. A little, ooh, a little, ooh, ooh, chef's ooh, a little, kiss. Ooh, a little, ooh. Hey, and look, and if you're feeling disappointed, you know, when we hang up, to, you know, when we stop recording, you can just go and lie on a bed of stolen Colgate tubes and, <laughs> you know, drink beer from your your sullied, you know, illicit glass, you know, and, and just be quite happy with your sinful lot in life. The worst thing, the worst thing is that I don't actually drink out of either of those glasses, so it's pointless me nicking them. Anyway, yeah. but that, maybe I did. Maybe I did years ago when I nicked him. Before I met Liz. Now I'm a changed man, probably. Now you're a good boy. I'm a good. I'm a good, honest criminal now. Youngling. Yeah. Liam the Shades. <laughs>